Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast. Hi, I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director for Triathlon ACT, and I'm here with the amazing chef and also Sport Time Development Manager for Triathlon ACT, Emily Stacey. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. Do you know I am known for my baking in triathlon and running circles in Canberra. It's great. You have been known to boost AGM numbers and also other meeting numbers with the lure of your wonderful baking so thank you you're very welcome excellent so now pools opened last saturday did you get a chance to pop into anu and go for a swim i did yes i've actually been twice wow um and i'm going again on the weekend so it's yeah things have changed slightly now than they were last week but it's such a nice facility and the staff are wonderful but you can't draft in the pool anymore at the moment? You can from tomorrow. <laughs> you can yep. from Saturday morning. Yes, you can. And yep. so that's a good oh, point. Saturday so, morning. Yeah. Yep. So we can move into that. And that is um, COVID-19 restrictions are loosening the belt, so to speak, a little bit. And as of Saturday morning, we're allowed to go to twin groups of 20 plus a coach. And if there are juniors in that training session, then you're allowed one parent per junior there as well. However, you still must be in your four square meters area or 1.5 meters apart. Um, so that applies both outdoor and indoors. Now with pools, we're allowed up to two people per lane as Emily mentioned there. So it's pretty exciting. So that will come into play as of Saturday morning. Now we, we will update the return to triathlon information on the triathlon ACT website as of Friday afternoon evening. So keep a check out for that. Otherwise you can pop onto the ACT government website and you'll start to see some of those changes there as well. Um, so pretty exciting, Tupelo Lane. It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm swimming with a stranger on Saturday afternoon. A stranger. So we'll see, they won't be a stranger for long. I'll introduce myself, don't worry. With the amount of isolation we've had the past two months, you know. Uh, two and a half months now, I would imagine there are a lot of people meeting new people. Um, so it's kind of exciting as well and probably a bit daunting for other people. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, so with the pools open, so at the moment we still have um, ANU, Canberra Southern Cross Club. Um, at this stage, the other pools aren't available yet. However, we have heard there will be an update on the ACT government pools in the next few days. So hopefully we have that information soon. And once we do, we will share that through the Triathlon ACT social media. And when we send out a newsletter next week as well. So really important. Uh, we've also, Triathlon Australia announced yesterday, uh, membership will be open shortly. So if you're in, uh, interested in renewing your membership, looking at your membership for, or becoming a member for the first time, please check out the Triathlon Australia Facebook page, there's a great message there from Michelle Cooper. And I know today there was um, some updates there as well around a few questions that people had. Um, and I know one that was really popular was around the Virgin Australia. Um, great 
deal that we have, the partnership we have with them. And so those benefits still exist. And even though they're in administration, Virgin are still flying. So that's really interesting too, um, which I wasn't aware of. Um, so that's pretty exciting because that's a that's a pretty amazing benefit there, um, especially if you do travel regularly and you do travel with a bike. So go on and check that out. Uh, training going well for you, Emily? It is, yeah. No, I had um, a good session this morning. Nice to hit some faster times and now adding swimming into the mix. I've just got to be careful that I don't do too much too soon and try to work on that gradual approach rather than overreaching. <laughs> Yeah, with all, to do. with all the cycling and running that everyone's been doing, I'm sure their upper body has shrunk a little bit um, in mus yeah. muscle-wise. And so things like the lats and, and other important muscle groups that you use for swimming, I'm sure are going to feel the burn as people go back into the water. Yes, it's a bit of a rude shock getting back into the water, but you just got to remember that for however long you've been out, I think I was out for 10 weeks, when you go back, you cannot expect to be where you were when you left the pool. Yes, but we have good muscle memory, so it won't take uh, too long to come back. So be patient and just allow that to come back. And remember, we don't have any events yet, so there's no rush in getting back to fitness. Um, still a bit of time there as well. So, you know, with the restrictions easing tomorrow, we, we are aware that um, the, we are aware of some of the plans that they're looking for to do in ACT with regards to loosening them more over the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, as long as everyone behaves and we don't see a spike in COVID-19 um, cases, then we are looking forward to um, some bigger groups later on in the next uh, two months. And hopefully we can get back to events uh, in time for summer, which I think would be, be a great result. So fingers crossed everything goes to plan at this stage. Now, talking about uh, plans changing, today our guest is Marty McCready from the Bilbies Triathlon Club, and he's also with Defence as well. Now, he was training for his first Ironman and, uh, when COVID-19 hit, so unfortunately he's had to delay and he's still working out when he's going to do his first Ironman. But a great athlete and a great person. Yeah, no, Marty was great. Um, I had a chat with him a bit before your um, your uh, interview with him today and um, got to spend a bit of time, well, briefly riding with him up in Jindabyne um, over this summer when um, we rode up to Charlotte Pass uh, from Jindabyne and back. And he is amazing climbing on the hills and absolutely bombs down the hills. It's um, quite something to see for someone like me who tends to, yeah, breaks on the whole way down. So <laughs> very inspiring. Brilliant. Okay, well, well, without further ado, here is the Mr. Marty McCready. Today's guest speaker on the Triathlon ACT podcast is Marty McCready from the Bilbies Triathlon Club, and he's also at Defence as well. Marty, welcome to the show. Hi, Craig. I'm pleasantly surprised to have the conversation. Oh, it's great. You know, we, we like to talk with different members of the community and see what they're up to in I know you were training for Port Mac uh, before COVID-19 restrictions come into play. So how did uh, how was preparations going and then how have you shifted since then? Yeah, so I was going to do my first crack at um, Ironman um, and I was I sort of got myself hooked up with um, Grant Thomas. So he was, he'd done it many, many times. So I was just going along to uh, 
get through the event and do as much learning as I can from from Grant. So we're certainly doing long rides together. Um, and then COVID came along and um, we just had to put it on ice. And at the same time they moved to Port Macquarie. You had some options in terms of entry. They just moved the entry. You said an option of actually deferring it 12 months, moving it to um, to um, Ironman WA at Buffleton, or um, the default was they just moved it to the 12 September 12 September date. So I went with that, and um, I'm not sure that that'll that'll come off either. So it's all in it's all in limbo. Um, and in the meantime, I've gone indoor training, and I think Grant's still riding fairly long outdoors and obviously no one's swimming yeah so you, you've obviously picked a cracking uh training partner there with grant thomas he knows how to he knows how to one do ironman and he's done plenty of them but he also knows how to win as well so i'm sure you're picking picking his brains and learning a lot from him on your your rides and runs and swims yeah it was um he's he's really interesting because uh he doesn't run much but um because he's trying to protect himself from injury, but that's his real strength when it comes to his ability to run off the bike. Is at the end of the Ironman is really what his strength is. So um, it was interesting to sort of watch how he goes about that in terms of managing the risk of injury versus getting enough time on the legs so that he can still um, be, you know, at the top end of the field. So I was never going to be at the top end of the field. I was just going to. As I said, just learn from him. He said you probably need to do it three or four times to uh, and, and learn from your mistakes before you can really be, um, you know, as efficient as you can be, which is largely what, you know, Ironman's about. It's not necessarily about being fast. It's about being able to be efficient through the event. Yes, it's a patience game, and, and that's a real challenge when you're out there for a number of hours. And, you know, we see a lot of people who do cook themselves uh, both in training but then also early in the race as well and, they kind of wonder why they're they're hobbling home or walking home, uh, so to speak. Uh, so yes, there's some some great opportunities there. So obviously switching the race um, and to to later in the year. How is mentally? How have you coped with that? Um, well, I think you just got to. I mean, you can only you can only control the things that are within your power to control. I can't control coronavirus. I can't control what they do in terms of the event, so you kind of just roll with it. Um, they moved that event to September. Is it going to come off in September? Probably not. Um, so what I did was I went, okay, improve my cycling. What I probably need to do is actually improve my functional threshold power. So I just went on to Zwift, found their, um, they've got a 12-week or 10-week functional threshold improvement program, and um, just embarked on that journey. So I'm up to week, the last week now actually, and um, and at the end of that I'll do another functional threshold performance test um, and we'll see if we've got some improvement. And I think the benefit is that you, when you're, when you're training on Zwift, it just takes your um, functional threshold power and then you can apply it to whatever program you happen to be in. So that's what I did. Um, Grant took a different approach. He kept riding outdoors. Um, and it's still riding outdoors a lot more than I am, and I, I guess I'm a bit more conservative in terms of uh, the ability to ride in groups. And I, I do like, I prefer to ride a bike in groups, um, particularly going long. But I'm, I like to do it two abreast, and until I sort of say with the protocols, it's okay to go two abreast. I, I don't like to give car drivers any more reason to dislike cyclists because there's enough of that going on already. 
Yeah, that, that can be challenging sometimes, but spending time in the pain cave on the Zwift is always fun. Are you doing any races uh, in the Zwift series or are you just behaving and doing your functional threshold uh, training program? Pretty much doing that and running sort of twice a week outdoors um, as I normally do. So normally one long, longish, not that long, but 10-ish K run on a, on a Thursday morning, um, take the dogs over to the Oval and then on Sunday... Um, with the guys that I've run with for, for ages, I go over and do an interval session and have a cup of coffee afterwards. So that's pretty much been it. The side thing, I just I just basically put it on ice. But you know, given that would, if if we were going to go to a September thing, now would be an appropriate time to start doing a you know a, um, a build up to the September event. But I guess we've got to make a decision shortly as to whether that's feasible. Um, and it's you know we'll see. I, I think. It's difficult to train for something that's maybe not going to happen. So, um, like everything else in life, the early um, organisations come out and say, yes, it's going to happen, or no, it's not, the better. But um, I understand that, you know, Ironman Australia are in a pretty invidious position. They obviously want the event to go ahead, but they're stuck within the protocols and um, requirements that the government are enforcing upon them. Um, and, you know, society needs to have that because Australia's done a pretty good job. and and part of the world not so good. Yeah, well, let's hope uh, we can. Everyone can behave, and the um, the virus can can either disappear or stay very low, so that it does allow us to go back to those bigger events um, sooner rather than later. Now, I know you you like going off road, and you've done the Sri Shimnoi off road duathlon and triple try. Uh, why, why do you like those events so much? Um, I really like Sri Shimnoi events um, because they just seem to get a good balance between encouraging everybody to have a crack at them and but while also catering for you know people that want to do them really really seriously um, they facilitate that as well and they're always I mean they're all volunteers the people that run it for um but you know all the volunteers are really really happy and they're often on their own sort of you know street tuna was all about that hands in gentle um reaching that through exercise stuff so they're generally um, pretty fit people themselves and uh, I just really like the way they facilitate it. and they also certain for events like the triple try um, you know you can do it in, in teams of, uh, of nine teams of three, teams of two so they're pretty flexible in terms of um, you know just doing what they can to get maximum participation while at the same time encouraging you know the wrong big ventures of the world to go and have a crack at beating the race record and setting something that we sort of look at and go gee that's pretty amazing uh, the Shusham Noi Triple Triathlon is is one of the legendary races around the world, and people don't realise it's here. We we need to do a far better promotion of that event because it is iconic. Um, if you can master that, you'll find an Ironman pretty easy in comparison, um, because it is a big day out there. Uh, you know, swimming, cycling, and running three times. For those that aren't aware, you you use all three lakes of Canberra. Um, you've got mountain biking and trail running in between, and you just yeah, it's it's a it's a great way if you love suffering for a whole day on <laughs> swimming, biking, and running. It's a great way to see the whole of ACT, um, and you know we just love seeing so many people get out there and do it as a team. Now, yeah, uh, it is, it's a fantastic, and it's my favourite event. The uh, triple trial out there, it's um, it's really really good, and so I've had to go at it three times, finished it twice, um, got disqualified once. Um, didn't make it a, uh, a third time because I was um, going to sleep and seeing black men jumping out 
and had trees and <laughs> I thought I was going to run. I was just decided about to go on to the um, to the to the hard section of bike leg three. Um, it's a bit technical. I just went. I don't think it's going to happen for me today. So you know, through that stuff, you can learn a lot about yourself. You certainly can, and I think you learn more about your character in one day when you do an event like the Shreesham Noi Triple Try or you do an Ironman. It, uh, it teaches you some really good lessons about yourself and, and mentally how you can cope and also physiologically as well on what the body can handle. So um, take my hat off to you and giving those, continuing to give those a crack. Now, you've come from a team sport background and used to play a lot of soccer, rugby league, and you played touch football for defense at, at national champs. Why did you kind of switch from the, you know, what did you love about the team sports and then why did you switch to individual racing? Um, so I grew up playing soccer. I was, you know, a fair player, I suppose. I, I did get paid back in the um, 80s for pay, playing. Um, I used to play for El Connor and into Monaro for a season. Um, then worked out that you know, it wasn't going to necessarily pay the bills, so I had to go back to school while working um, and all the time through that when I joined the um, Air Force I went to a place that um, was a rugby league base basically so said, what game do you play? I said oh, I play soccer and they made some disparaging remarks about um, the ethnicity of people that play soccer etc so I said oh well what do you play? They said rugby league so I started playing rugby league which was an interesting experience um, and then from that just as I got older, play play touch footy. So um, I just found that some of the touch football stuff got a bit clicky, a bit odd. And um, at the same time, I came back to Canberra and the guys I was running with, um, we used to have these kind of fishing trip sort of mountain bike adventures where we would we went like from places to um, from Devonport to Dover and Tassie, from Perth to Albany in Western Australia along the Mundabidi Trail did the Flinders Ranges and it was basically just ride a bike for a day, have a few beers at night time and do it again till you got to the end. And uh, so that's how I kind of got into mountain biking. Um, and then those guys, when I was over in London uh, with my ex-wife as a house husband, they said, let's go do a bike trip in Europe. So um, we ended up picking a Pyrenean raid and at that point I said, right, I better learn how to ride a road bike. So I was indoors in London because there's Pretty hard to ride a bike in London. Once a week, I would go out to um, a place called Swain's Lane, um, which is pretty much the only hill in London, and I'd ride according to the David Hickley Hill Program. So I got, I'm got i okay, still better at riding hills. I am on the flat. Um, it's interesting trying to do long-course triathlon because uh, riding on the flat is what it's about. Um, so that's how I kind of fell into doing cycling and then came back and I've, I kind of like the balance that the triathlon provides in terms of I like being fit and um, I think doing the three disciplines allows you to do things most days of the week um, and not put too much pressure on one specific part of the body. So I could keep on running. My observations are that there's not many people that were running in their 20s and 30s are running in their 50s and 60s. So my principle is try to run less, just do enough to get by whatever event you're trying to aim up at. Yeah, okay. It's a good approach and... You know, I think we do go through different uh, phases in, in our life as well. You know, we enjoy team sports or we enjoy um, individual and it's nice to have that change and, and great to see that you're enjoying the balance of swim, cycling and running here in Canberra. You know, for you, what is your favourite place to train in Canberra? Favourite place to train? 
Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, probably trail running would be, if you're going to be running, trail running is probably the best thing you can do. Um, the rest of it, when you're working, and I'm going to give up work within the next four or five months or so, um, it's really try to do it efficiently. So I spend a lot of time. I've got a pain cave going at home. Um, so I spend a lot of time in there, which is quite efficient. Um, and I'm still learning how to swim. So that's something that I can do. So I swim at the RAS with um, Club Aquatics there. The coaches there are fantastic. Um, so in terms of my, I guess the favourite thing I like to do is probably long rides. Um, so I really do like the Bilby's long ride on a Saturday. Um, and I guess that kind of ties it back to that team stuff. It's, I find it difficult to go for, if somebody says go for a four-hour ride by yourself, you're kind of looking at, at 10 kilometres, geez, I've got another 110 or so to go. Um, whereas if you go out with a bunch, um, you know, you get through the first three hours and you might have to do an extra hour yourself, but it does make the whole thing a lot more in, enjoyable. So, yeah, I think in terms of, Canberra's great, like, you know, for cycling, it's got some of the, having been around the place, you know, lived in Sydney, London, um, Canberra is a fantastic place to ride a bike. So I think, you know, the stuff in and around Canberra, be it mountain bike or road bike, uh, we are very, very lucky to um, live in this part of the world. Yeah, for, for me coming from New Zealand, I did say when I first arrived in Canberra that it's the endurance capital of the world. Um, hard thing to say, but I do agree. It's a fantastic place for uh, getting out and about whether you're walking in the trails or you're running or you're cycling or you're mountain biking um, and even swimming, there's some just, it's just an amazing place and such easily accessible areas for training. So Marty, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast today. We really appreciate some great insights there into your world and endurance and uh, thank you very much for your time. No worries, good having a chat. Um, as I said, pleasant surprise to be on here and um, I hope people enjoy it. It's bizarre if they do, but good on I just love these conversations with the Triathlon ACT members and Marty McCready, what an interesting guy. He went from team sports of soccer, rugby league and touch football and now here he is. He's doing his, he's planning to do his first Ironman and he just loves the Sri Shimnoi races, doesn't he? He does, yeah. No, he really spoke highly of that and just the atmosphere and the, the team spirit around those events. And I think they do a fantastic job of allowing people to come into the sport for the first time, that whole team aspect, especially with the triple try, where you have ups of team, um, up to teams of nine, and you have an entourage around you as well, and then also catering for those that really want to push hard and are trying to break records as well. So he, he really mm -hmm. touched on that. And the other thing I enjoyed is that he just loves his pain cave at the moment. And he's doing a lot of Zwift rides and he really wants to improve his functional threshold as a bit of a goal at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think we're seeing that from quite a few people as well, right? They're just choosing a small goal, focusing on improving a skill or whether it be a certain aspect of their um, training. That's so a good approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've got a nice day today. It's 17 degrees here in Canberra. Um, so we've got a little bit of a reprieve from the colder weather we've been having. And uh, so it's a nice time of year to get out, exercise, be with family, uh, and just enjoy life. So Emily, I look forward to seeing you on the cooking show tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, do we have any idea what tips you're going to be sharing, or is that a secret? Uh, no, well, the tips on um, Thoughts with Emily uh, will be around how to best uh, wash your 
uh, activewear. Wow. Tune yes. in for that one. Uh, it's going to be a clean show, obviously. And uh, thank you very much for your time today, Emily. We'll talk to you soon. You're very welcome. Talk to you then. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.